Hey, this is Rob. Hey, this is Dan. And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan, a podcast about remote work, remote living, productivity, and all the stuff that kind of goes along with it. And it's just a chance for us to get together and chat about stuff. So if you're uh, if you're a normal listener, if you're someone who's back, uh, we appreciate it. And uh, give us a rating, uh, give us some give us some stars, maybe a comment or a, a review. We'd really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Do all those things. And if you are not a subscriber, we would appreciate a subscribe. This is something that we're doing out of our own pockets, uh, on our own time. And uh, we do not have any sponsors or anything like that yet. So getting the uh, ball rolling is helpful. So we really appreciate anything you can do. I second that. (laughs) Today, we are talking about exploring growth through experimentation. That's a big, lofty title. Yeah, that's there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) What kind of experimentation? Well, the notes say experimenting with routines and getting out of your comfort zone can lead to positive and negative results. But without doing so, we cannot grow and find what makes us better or worse. That's true. So every day is a crapshoot. Every day is just a guessing game. It's another chance to try something new. There you go. We, um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my positivity for today. So I, I, I pitched the, the, the title, uh, to, to you, to Daniel, yes, um, me. a couple days ago. And I was kind of, I've been playing around with new ways of, uh, I don't know, organizing my life. And I sent you that, that notion app, which is actually really great. And I'm kind of digging into that. And so something that, um, I actually just shot a video, like, I don't know, I finished about 10 minutes before we jumped on here and, um, it was about, uh, exploring or, um, enjoying the process of creativity. So just, um, you know, instead of hyper-focusing on the output of what you're doing all the time, focused more on the, just the process of doing it itself and enjoying just that process. So, um, I kind of dug into, there's a book called flow by, uh, (laughs) Miel, Set Meow, I think is his name. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, saying that is hard. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a book by him and he kind of goes into like this concept of flow. And so I I agree with, the, if you haven't read it, you should read it. But um, okay. I agree with um, a lot of what he's saying and it's about kind of getting in deep. And I know you, obviously you do this as a creative person, as an artist. Uh-huh. Um, it's those moments when you put on your headphones or go up to your studio, turn on the music and the world kind of disappears while you're kind of focused on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's those moments where you walk away from that and you're like, man, that was a really great, like, you know, session or whatever you want to call it. That was a really <laughs> good great, sesh. Good sesh. Yeah. Um, but uh, part of it was, I agreed with that, but part of it for me also is uh, this concept of experimentation. And, um, you know, when I'm doing these videos or when we were writing music or when you're working on drawing dinosaurs as you were doing right before this, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I know that, you know, in the past I've noticed when you, you know, you're like messing with watercolors today or mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I'm swapping out lenses for something I'm not comfortable with. And it's that process of experimentation and almost like tinkering with your craft that sometimes makes, um, makes it fun, makes it enjoyable. Yeah. I find that it's, um, I don't know what you'd call this, like a, not an ebb and flow, but there's a, there's an up and down motion to it. And, um, you know, a lot of times, and this happened a lot 
um, when making, you know, characters uh, for video games at Pixel Press or just like I'd experiment with something and and it would go great, you know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this is the new way I do things. <laughs> and I'm always trying to like force it into my workflow rather than just like let it be what it is. Right. And so, you know, I'll I'll be like, oh, wow, this watercolor brush looks pretty neat. And then all of a sudden, for the next two weeks, everything I do is in watercolor. <laughs> and I try to make every project have this style and this look. Yep. And then two weeks go by and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was kind of stupid for this and for this and for this. But it worked for what it was. And then I have to go back and, and redo everything. So it's funny. You know, even beyond that, it then comes back and you kind of implement these different things that did work and you find where where things are working well and where they're not. For instance, trying to watercolor video game characters, not always <laughs> the best thing to do when you're trying to animate them. Sometimes it takes a minute to even get a handle on how to implement this newfound, you know, thing sure. that you've been experimenting with um i'm starting to get to where i can just kind of let it be what it is it's a, an experiment or it's just something i'm doing that i think that though i think either whether you whether you implement it and it becomes part of your repertoire or your toolbox or whatever you want to call it um, yeah whether you do that and it becomes a permanent you know set um part of your groove or it was just a purely what it was just an experiment i i think that there's growth there yeah that there's totally. you know there's obviously learning and um you know i know for a long time you and i you know we were in a band and we would we would find some little piece of a song that we were like we like that now every song has to have that you know like it was that, either like, a, like <laughs> that time that we listened to that old incubus album on the way to the beach and we came back to try to be a funk band yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Exactly um, like that. That was an example of experiment that worked incredibly not well. <laughs> um, yeah, or you know, there's like drum beats or something, and I'd be like, "Dude, do the yeah. thing with the double symbol thing," you know, and uh, and that just had the four on the floor, you know, concept, and it just had yeah. to be in everything that we did. And mm -hmm. I think, um, <laughs> but I think it's I think part of what we do, you know, I read a lot about efficiency and productivity and all that kind of stuff, and. I made this point in this video that I just did um, where it's like I watch these guys and I watch these content creators and they're all like, you know, set up your studio to where it's perfect and everything's in this exact spot. So you can literally just go in and hit record so you can be consistent and all that kind of stuff. And I mm -hmm. think that's there's something to that. But at the at the same time, for me, it's a lot of well, it kind of removes some of the experimentation and some of the fun um, yeah. and some of the, you know, getting into that deep you know i can get in i can go freaking crap two hours just like messing with my camera rig you know yeah. just like putting taking it apart and rebuilding it i know you've done that with drums you know like uh <laughs> you know it's almost fun to like reset it up you know yeah. after a gig or whatever because it's like oh maybe i'll just kind of nudge this this way or whatever and uh -huh. um i don't know it, it makes it makes the the growth happen it makes you you know try different things and get outside your comfort zone yeah i also think sometimes it's frustrating to see or listen to people who have the ability to set everything up perfectly and right. leave it and nobody's going to come in and mess with it or right. you know 
you you can come in the same time every day and just hit play and do whatever you know hit play is a metaphor for just get started on whatever right. it is i i have found that when i let go of the feeling that i need to have a space like that or do that that i actually work a little better yeah um i i'm the same way i i just don't i just don't have the ability to to just hit play i've got well i think if you're too much crap going on <laughs> if you're a musician or you're a, you know a painter or you're a videographer or you know youtube creator or whatever you want to call it whatever creative medium you're using i think that uh, you know if, if you've let's let's use music as an example if if you have like that's where the term cookie cutter comes from you know it becomes a it becomes just this thing where you go in and you churn out the same thing over and over again and -hmm. that works for a while but eventually it's um you know you're losing out on this uh this growth potential um and so experimenting you know for me is a huge part of uh of what i do i mean i know it is for you too i've actually been you know we're talking about remote work and working from home and you know this obviously this touches on the the subject for us because it's what we do all the time but for me it's also about experimenting with my life a little bit um yeah i know that you've done this uh, i think a couple episodes ago we talked about you're trying to focus more on like schedules and all that kind of stuff with everything that's going on and uh-huh. um you know, I've been doing the same thing. And for me, you know, I whipped out this, this notion thing. I keep, I kept hearing about it and I've always been into tools and like apps and programs and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I kind of opened this one up, not because I really thought that it was going to change my life by any means, but because I thought, man, I, I just want to enjoy the, uh, process of rebuilding something, you know, so like uh-huh. rebuilding my whole process in general, um, just sitting down and enjoying that experimentation, um, with life. Yeah, I agree. I, I um, I find the tools part of it to be sometimes overwhelming. Like it becomes, sure. I don't know why I feel like everything has to like become this permanent piece of, uh, I guess my process. I don't really have a process. Sure, you know. Um, but then I'll get a new tool, and unless somebody is forcing me to use it, I won't. I won't use it long. Sure. I guess. You know what I mean? Like I used yeah. Trello for a long time, but that's because we all used Trello. Right, right. Um, and it was just the way the team worked. And I've I've yet to find a way to have that feeling alone. Do you have anything in your life um that you organize like extremely um oh uh, what's the word? Um anything in your life where you are like super process oriented and you have to do things a certain way all the time? Like, um, um like meticulous. Yeah. Meticulous, I guess um, is a better word. Not really. I mean, I organize Photoshop brushes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. I, but even then I don't, you know, I guess I have a pretty set process on how I make an illustration. Right. But, only only in steps not in like i use the same exact tool every time right but i mean with like i open a file i sketch some stuff until i have an idea and a composition and then i go back and color it 
I guess, right. you know, draw it for well, real. You've got your, well, you've got your process. You've got your flow. Yeah. Do you ever try to mix that up? Yeah, I am. Um, Sometimes, sometimes I just dive straight into final art and see what happens. You know, there, it's funny. It's, it doesn't even, it starts to not sound like art when I talk about the actual process of it. But sometimes, you know, I can, I can make, I can make my art, uh, very easily manipulated if I use a bunch of layers or, you know, sure. if I, if I, make every piece of a character on a different layer then i can go in and i can change anything um and and it makes it easier for uh revisions and things like that but sometimes i just do it all on one layer just to see you know just to make it feel more organic sure so there are like experimentation in that way sometimes i'll do that but then sometimes it comes back to bite me in the ass and i mean I'm reading this book right now by oh, uh, Twyla Tharp. Um, she's a uh, dancer and choreographer. I know mm. it's weird. I know it's weird that I'm reading that, but um, <laughs> she's a dancer and choreographer. But she wrote a great book called um, Oh man, I'm going to butcher this. The Habit of Creativity. I think that's the name of it. Um, I could pull it out, but that would take that would take a minute. So um, I think it's called The Habit of Creativity um, or The Creative Habit or something like that. But basically, her whole thing is this concept of what are the habits of creative people and what mm. are the uh, processes and approaches that they take. And I think it, it's interesting because you said, you know, um, when you structure your, you know, your Photoshop files or your Illustrator files into layers and you start talking about like the, the technician side of it, uh -huh. um, it feels less like art, but she would argue in this book that's actually very artistic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people like, uh, I think it was Beethoven, had you know like a plethora of notebooks but he had very specific notebooks for very specific parts of his process yeah so if something was you know in its infancy you know he had a notebook for that and then you know it would it almost like kanban almost like trello style it would move yeah. from notebook to notebook based on how far along it was and how huh. far in progress it was and he was very methodical about it um you know and you could argue that you know he's one of the best composers ever um yeah. so um, it's, it's pretty, it, it's interesting. I think when you, uh, I think there's this facade or this curtain that we all have for creative people or for artists where, mm -hmm. you know, they're all those, you know, it's that, it's that picture of a, of a person in overalls with paint all over them, you know, in oh, the yeah, studio. Of and course. They're, they're doing everything super organic, but I, I think, <laughs> I think that, uh, just feeling it, the arts, it's not them. It's the art flowing through them. Right. Yeah. It's all, it's all about your muse. There is yeah. no such thing. You have no control over it. It's just the, the muse is speaking through your hands or through your, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a very small percentage of artists that are like that. I think, I think a lot, uh, you know, based on this book, um, that she wrote, um, there are a lot of artists that's not that way that it works for them at all. It's more about, uh, daily, consistency uh -huh. um you know experimentation is a huge part of that but um you know if you you know a lot of writers like you have to have okay let, i'm just i'm making this up but if it's from 9 a.m to noon is the only time i write and it has to be at this desk in this spot you know and uh, mm -hmm. i do it every day no matter what even on you know stephen king um i read his book his memoir about um i think it's called on writing which is an excellent book um mm -hmm. but uh he talks about how 
he was so dogmatic about writing every day that even on Christmas, you know, he would, you know, they'd open the presents and they'd do the kids and the things and then he'd go in his office and write. <laughs> it so. becomes a, I mean, it almost becomes a habit, right? That you, when you are that, um, I guess, I guess the words, it's not dogmatic. I don't know. When you, when you do it that much. Yeah. Then if you miss it, if you miss a day, then you feel like you've really let yourself down. It's mm-hmm. kind of like working out, you know? Yeah, if totally. You, if you told yourself you're going to run every day, you run every day for two months and then you miss like a week and then it just like, then you're done. At least I am. I'm like, I, well. No, I think that's, uh, that's, that's, I would say that's probably everyone. I have, yeah. um, I follow the, this, I have my own rule of, um, two, uh, uh-huh. when I, when it comes to working out and, um, exercise and stuff. And I basically say like, I can miss one day, but I can't miss two days in a row. Yeah. Um, if I miss two days in a row and for the first time in like six months, I missed two days in a row about a week ago. And I was like really anxious and panicky, which is kind of silly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, when you get, when you get in those, you know, strict habits, um, what is it? Oh man. I, I I just, uh, what was it called? Um, I just read something and it was talking about how there, uh, the mundane, the mundanities, like the daily mundane is, uh, is like super important for like personal growth or whatever. And it's this like mm-hmm. concept that there are these things that are not fun, but you do them every day, not because you have any kind of like immediate payoff, but because you know that eventually, you know, it's, it's creating a better you. Like when you work out, like you don't uh-huh. really say, I'm going to have this exact amount of body fat and I'm going to have this exact amount of endurance and I'm going to have this whatever weight or whatever. And then I'm done. Like, that's not really how it works. It's just becomes a lifestyle. Uh Um, We're way, uh, way off topic. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) ah, Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's experimentation regardless. You can, you could say that's part of working out too. I think it's, it's interesting to see, how you progress when you try different things when you're running or when you're, you know, doing whatever. In my case, it's usually running because it's all I have time to do. That's my, uh, that's my, that's something that I've been trying. It's kind of why I brought it up and was like, oh, let's talk about this because for the last couple of weeks, um, I've been trying to do things a little bit differently. I've been really Mm -hmm. stringent and uh, habitual about very specific things in my life for about, I don't know, nine months now and uh-huh. doing like the exact same thing, the exact same way every day. Yeah. And it's gotten to a point where it is definitely on autopilot. I do feel better. I'm happier, you know, about mm-hmm. certain aspects of my life, but at the same time, I'm kind of getting bored. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I want to figure out, like, I want to still have the same effect and the same outcome, but I kind of mm-hmm. want to experiment and change it up a little bit. Yeah. And I think we get kind of hung up on uh, like a, the outcome has to come fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, when you really break it down, you've got nothing but time. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, it's not like you're getting, if you're, if your goal is to lose weight, which it usually, usually is for me, it's like, I need to do it as quickly as possible. Right. But, um, as long as I'm doing something, I'm working towards that goal. Right. And so right. A, a lot of times in my head, I'll be like, well, I have to run, you know, three days a week, I'll run three and a half miles. Two days a week, I'll run five miles. I'll take the weekend off and I set this hard line. <laughs> and if I don't do it, then I have to like 
somehow account for it with the way like if if the day that i'm supposed to run five miles i only run four then i'm like well tomorrow i'll run 4.5 instead of 3.5 and i like right. i get so hung up on things like that that a it's not fun it sucks <laughs> because sometimes you wake up and you don't want to run a mile yeah, much less totally. five yeah. and you know and then it also just becomes overwhelming with trying to keep up with like what you've done if you're that like stringent on yourself to to really you know i don't i don't have a goal that's like i need to lose this weight by june because i'm gonna be a in a marvel movie you right know? right I'm, I'm just doing it because i want to fit into some pants that i used to wear that i like <laughs> and so i i've recently kind of gotten out of that mindset and i just go i try to go every day but I take Henry with me and sometimes he runs and sometimes we run a mile and that's, oh, wow. about, all, that's about all he can do. Um, that's actually pretty so, impressive. <laughs> yeah, he does a good job. He can do it in about 10 minutes too, which is kind of awesome. Wow. Um, but lately we've been going and he'll ride his Razor scooter. Yeah. And I can run like full speed when he's nice. doing that and he'll like go real fast and try to find a bench so he can wait on me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we only go, he can go about two and a half miles on that and then wow. we stop and then you know it's it's still it's more fun and yeah it, i i think finding the fun is obviously that's a huge part of it um yeah you touched on something that um james clear wrote a book uh, called atomic habits i don't know if you've uh -huh. heard of it yeah yeah um, i follow him that was a super big super big one for him but um in his book he's taught he talks about how goals are goals are garbage. You know, you should yeah. not, you shouldn't have goals. You should have habits. Um, and yeah. you should have, and yeah, I think you're like nailing it because it, when it comes down to setting goals for yourself, it's like, it's like if you say, okay, Saturday, every Saturday from, uh, nine to noon is going to be house cleaning day. You know, yeah. I'm going to clean the house on Saturday from nine to noon. If you, instead of saying my goal is to have the house clean on Saturday and say uh -huh. that, um, my goal is to just not make it messy, period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh -huh. like just create a consistent daily habit. So instead of saying, I'm going to run five miles this day and I'm going to run three miles this day or whatever, if you just ran a mile and a half every day yeah. um, and it's something that you could keep up with consistently, uh -huh. then you would just become that person and you would no longer have goals. You would just be that. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you can find a way, like we said earlier, like enjoy the process, which is what I was trying to do with that. Because, you know, you run – for years and i guess some people really really love it yeah i i, I liked don't. it for a while <laughs> and it, but sometimes man it just sucks it does yeah and so when i've got henry with me and we're just like running through the park it's more fun and so even for if sure it's not as far and i'm not gonna fit into those pants next month but the month right. after you know right whatever man well if you <laughs> keep up a consistent habit then and you do something to where, where you can keep it up. Um, uh -huh. You know, everything works as long as you have consistency, or as long as you can maintain it. Um, and yeah. I think that that's something a lot of a lot of people lose when they go on diets, and that's why you hear people say diets are bad and all this kind of stuff. It's because they set that one goal for themselves and that's it uh -huh. and instead of saying that i just want to be this person i think uh james clear calls it identities so uh -huh. he's more focused on instead of goals creating identities um uh -huh. you know from from inward out and uh and i think that i think that stuff's super important because 
Um, you know, you were saying find the fun. For me, I knew that I needed to run. I knew that I needed to do something, some kind of exercise, and I just wasn't. Uh-huh. And I finally found that, um, you know, I got the Peloton, and they've got all those <laughs> stupid courses on there, and yeah. I hate them. And, you know, they're so excited to be teaching uh, spin cycling. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then you're I like, so I, I can't do those. So I was just like, well, this is dumb. I'll just do the scenic rides. And then those end up getting boring and the music uh-huh. that they use is just awful. And yeah. so finally I just like, I have that, you know, a nice screen over it. I just put my iPad in front of it and, um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll either, I'll either watch like the, the videos that I want to catch up on, on YouTube or, you know, whatever. And mm. that ended up making it like an enjoyable part of the day for me instead of a dreaded part of the day. Yeah. And, uh, and then I also, I love, I, I was not reading enough and I wasn't, um, you know, there are all these podcasts that I wanted to follow. And I was like, well, the only time I do it is in the car, you know, and I'm just not driving that much. So yeah. I'll do this thing where I'm just going to pop my AirPods in and just walk. And so that's how I started because I was like, as long as I'm just, I may as well just walk around while yeah. I'm uh, listening. So I ended up like walking five miles every day. Um, <laughs> or more actually, and uh, just listening to books. And then slowly that turned into running and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I think if I hadn't tried to find that fun or try to find that like enjoyment part of it, instead of just like yeah. striving towards some kind of weird North Star goal that I had, um, uh-huh. I never would have done it. Yeah. And I think it's different for everybody. I mean, some people work better with a goal and through that they create a lifestyle change. Right. You right. know, some people need need the fun to keep it going um i i personally was goal oriented early on when i started working out you know when i initially lost a bunch of weight um but have since you know over the course of 15 years now like i i've made it my lifestyle i've gotten out of it when there wasn't time i get back into it and it's just sometimes i love it sometimes i don't yeah has it been 15 years since I like dropped a hundred like, pounds, lost all that weight. Yeah, I was twenty five. I'm almost Holy. forty. Oh my god, that's crazy. So, yeah. Are you are you forty in two months? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I was gonna have a big party, but now I oh. guess it'll just be a virtual one. Wow, that's great. I I totally just it didn't even like uh, it didn't occur to me. Yeah, I guess you're yeah you're gonna be forty in July. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I saw, uh, not to totally off top, but, but good plug. Um, I saw that, uh, your book was on Ellen on the Ellen show. Yeah. Yeah. I that's pretty cool. I didn't see it live. I saw it, you know, on, on the internet later sure. on YouTube, but yeah, it's pretty neat. What's you can, uh, almost, you can almost see my name. They almost <laughs> said my name, but it didn't. What's <laughs> the uh, didn't almost say my name at all. What's the deal with the dude standing in the window? Like, I don't know. I guess that's like an Ellen thing, some kind of funny thing that she's doing. I don't I don't watch. It was really weird. Yeah, he's just there. I think that's I think that's why. I think it's okay. supposed to be really weird and some kind of Ellen humor that Interesting. If I watched it regularly, I would get it, but I don't, so I don't. Awesome. But, well, I don't want to belabor the topic. There's no point in uh, you know, digging in in any deeper unless you've got uh, other stuff you want to you want to touch on. Make yeah, I don't know. I think I mean, I think if we're really trying to boil it down like experimentation has been the key to like advancing my career, you know. For like, sure. It's the key to not staying stagnant and 
and moving forward with, you know, whatever it is you do, um, for me and with art, if I'm not experimenting, then I'm going to continually create the same thing that looks the same all the time. And I can't do that. So it's weird to me for, uh, you know, reading about people that don't, that really just stick to, uh, an uh-huh. exact plan and don't deviate at all. Um, that's that just seems insane to me. Yeah. I, yeah. Experimentation is such a huge part of everything that I do. Um, that, uh, I, I mean, to the point sometimes where it actually maybe hinders me or keeps me from outputting stuff. Um, yeah. because I'm so interested in playing around with how things work and how yeah. I approach things. But, um, but you know, I mean, honestly, that's why I shot the video because <clears throat> while I do, feel that way. And I do, that does happen to me at the same time. I'm kind of like, well, but I I don't really care because the output isn't really the the goal for me. It isn't really, you know, nine times out of 10. I mean, there's some stuff, obviously I got to get done, but nine times out of 10, when I'm doing um, anything creative or artistic, it's for the act of doing it, not necessarily for having that piece. um, Totally. I think um, for a long time, I, I would strive to be that artists that did everything the same that always everything looked the same uh and and i really wanted to be that artist and then i realized that i just wasn't because i like to continually push myself i sometimes think that i mean this probably isn't true but i sometimes think those people at least come off like they are so confident and what they do that they never need to change. Right. Right. And I've never been that way. Maybe because I'm just not that confident. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I'm always striving to, I'm like, I can make that look better or I can make, you know, maybe if it, if I did this differently, that could, it, it would change, it would change the output, which is kind of different than what you're saying. But it, it's always pushed me, I guess my, my lack of satisfaction with my output has pushed me to experiment continually well i think there's there's definitely that and you know when when we go back to you know the band days or whatever writing music we i know you and i both were very much like this and i know that some of the other guys in our band weren't um we would uh i mean nine times out of ten we would just want to sit in there and write over and over and over again and really like having we could have had 30 songs for all we cared you know it wasn't it was more about just the process of writing that was was my favorite part about being in a band was writing stuff i mean playing live shows was fun that's fun to do but it it wasn't nearly as fun as just like hanging out with a six-pack of beer and just writing a bunch of music (laughs) yeah totally um i do the same thing uh you know now i've been writing uh, i mean i i keep saying i've been writing an album i've been writing an album for like freaking 20 years 15 years who knows Um, (laughs) it's better be a long one but uh i think you know going back to your point one of my one of the things i struggle with um and I've been trying to just be okay with it is the fact that I don't really feel like I have a sound or a genre, you know, I could write an album that truly sounds completely different song to song. Uh Um, and it would not, it would not be hard for me because I don't think I have that, you know, that like that sound inside me that it just like comes out naturally that way. And it is weird for me that people have that. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you look at, I mean, if we're talking about music and you look at bands that have been around for the long haul, you know, they don't, they don't stick with the same thing. And that's a part of the reason why they lose fans sometimes, you know, they, they continually experiment. And I mean, look at the Beatles, man. Oh yeah. Like 
and, you know, they experiment with life and drugs and, uh, and music and, and just relationships and how that makes them feel and everything. And it just kind of comes out in all these different ways. And I think, I think it, it they're, they're legendary for it. I think it, yeah. it's cool because I think that you're totally right. I think they are literally legendary for their experimentation. Um, yeah. Imagine if know, they'd have wrote 30 albums of the first album. Right. You know, they would, I mean, it's a great album, of course, for the time, but. It's, yeah. But you they, you, it was obvious that they enjoyed the experimentation part of it. I mean, they made uh-huh. that part of their shtick, you know, was, uh, you yeah, know, bringing in sitars and pulling in, uh, influence from other cultures and stuff like that. And so the experimentation was the fun part for them. And it goes to show that the output ends up becoming better because yeah. they were having so much fun experimenting or better, you know, as relative to, you know, you ask a group of 20 people and you'll have 20 different favorite Beatles albums, sure. probably, but, it was probably better to them every right. time, you know? I don't necessarily mean, yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. I don't necessarily mean better album to album. I mean, yeah. the fact that they took that time to experiment, the fact that they took that time to uh, play with their influences made those albums better in their own right than they probably would have been if they just tried to do the same thing over and over again. Totally, totally. And then they broke up and started Wings. <laughs> unfortunately that happened which was even better yep and then it did that experiment ended (laughs) um um, no i think you know you have you know bands that aren't as legendary that do the same thing bands like i don't know mumford and sons or something you know right you get tired of doing the same thing and that's kind of how i look at at that artists, at least from the outside, sometimes that do the same thing. I'm sure that to themselves, they're switching things up and they keep it fun for themselves. That's their own thing. But from the outside looking in, I'm like, man, that must be boring to just like draw a cat every time you want to draw <laughs> something, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe people think that about me and dinosaurs. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, uh, that was a good uh, good combo. Yeah. Um, yes, it was. I, um, uh, no, I think, I think it was good. I think it was good to talk through, um, you know, experimentation has definitely been on my mind. And, uh, I think next week I had a thought of maybe chatting about lifelong learning. Um, yeah. you know, cause that's something that's been, uh, uh, topical for me lately. And I don't know about you, but, uh, being kind of <clears throat> quarantined and trying all of these different things in my life, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of learning a whole lot of new stuff. So, um, yeah. I do something there. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> I forget as much as I learn, but yes, I think that sounds great. I think I forget. I, yeah, I do too. But let's talk about it next week. That'd be good. That'd right. be a good conversation. <laughs> or we could just talk for another hour and a half now. And <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right, cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you're still with us, uh, give us a subscribe, give us some stars, and comment, review, whatever you can do. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we will hear you see you you will hear us next time yep (laughs) peace out (laughs) all right thanks